You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Half hour. Welcome to Half Hour with Jeff and Richie, a Broadway podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And on today's show, we have a very special guest, Miss Charlotte D'Amboise. Charlotte is an acclaimed figure in American musical theater. She is a two-time Tony-nominated actress, and D'Amboise made her Broadway debut in Cats in 1984, and has since taken on a multitude of roles, notably Roxy Hart in Chicago, which she's currently starring in, a Tony-nominated performance of Best Actress in a Musical for Jerome Robbins' Broadway, a Tony-nominated featured actress performance for Cassie in the 2006 Broadway revival of A Chorus Line. And in 2013, she originated the role of Fastrada and Pippin, performing alongside her husband, Terrence Mann. Her diverse career extends beyond the stage with appearances in films, including The In Crowd and The Preacher's Wife, and on television in shows like Law and Order. So, Charlotte, <laughs> welcome to Half Hour Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us today. Yay, happy to be here. <laughs> Yay, thank you. So uh, before we get into your performance of Roxy, which we just saw you do last week, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got started in the industry? Um, well, I, I was um, blessed to grow up in New York City. So I lived on 71st Street, Upper West Side, mm. right near Lincoln Center. And so um, I grew up going to ballet um, uh, with the New York, with a School of American Ballet at a very, you know, at eight mm-hmm. years old. So um, I would go there after school. I was, you know, went to a public school, you know, real tough kind of public school. So I was a real New York kid. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I would go to this ballet world. And, um, and then at a very young age, I just, I didn't care that much about the ballet. I cared about being on stage. And mm-hmm. so I would be in all the kid ballets, Nutcracker and, uh, you know, the Swede and all the New York City ballet where they needed children. You know, I was there. And so I kind of hung in that ballet world until I outgrew all the kitty ballets. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, how can I be on stage now? So I started taking jazz classes and everything else. And just was my next goal was to be on Broadway. So I was just very focused at a really young age, wanting to just get in a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. You know, Love. that's all I wanted. And for for those of you who are listening who may not know this, Charlotte's father, Jacques D'Amboise, was a famous ballet dancer and choreographer and educator. And her brother, Christopher, is a Tony-nominated performer as well. I actually just recently learned that, which is so, so cool. Um, What is it like? (laughs) Tell us a little bit about what is it like to come from a family of dancers and how has that kind of shaped your career as it is today? I mean, uh, you know, you you grow up surrounded by art and Mm -hmm. artists. And and my mother was also a ballet dancer. Oh, wow. Lincoln Center and... 
um, at that point, Lincoln Center was when I was a kid, it had just been built. So it was the kind of the Mecca of and and um, I actually never went down to Broadway like that was another, you know, I was in the Lincoln Center area. So I I, I was just it, it absolutely. I mean, it, our house was just filled with go do whatever you want. And, <laughs> you know, we're taking piano lessons and I knew I wanted to sing. And I don't know, it was just it was just always uh you know, your parents lead you. And, you know, I have one daughter who's now in New York City Ballet, actually. Wow. Amazing. He's, uh, and then the, the other daughter, yeah, um, was very much exposed to the arts. So we were, I, I, we were blessed in that sense. And we have four kids in my family. Two of us went to the arts and two didn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they, we all started in the arts. We all wow. started dancing. We all, because my parents didn't have any money and they were just like, School American Ballet was free for them because they worked there. So it was like, throw mm-hmm. this hyperactive <laughs> into something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always. They're just hanging out in the streets of New York City. Like, you know, we. I, I, you know. Right. No, I, putting kids in the arts at a young age is so important. I think that's amazing and wonderful. And that's that so great. Mystic, mystic, no, pe- not mystic pizza. Pizza something that was about the 70s, in the 70s. It was oh, re- I don't know. Pizza something. Oh, it's going to. It'll come to us. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like the seventies, and that's like exactly how we all were. Like there was no supervision; we were just like running yeah. around. Like, <laughs> so, <nowhere we were. laughs> I, I speaking of your family, I don't know how often you get asked about this, but I know that you had the chance to perform with your brother at Kennedy Center Honors uh, for your father back in nineteen ninety five. I'm just dying to know. I, I've watched this clip multiple times, and I'm just dying to know what is it like. You're in the Kennedy Center. The President of the United States is there. Your father's up there. You're there, down on the stage with your brother, like making it look like it's the easiest thing in the world. And your father is beaming. I just, I have to know more about what that was like <laughs> for you. I have to say, but one of the highlights. First of all, Chris and I, uh, my brother and I, danced together in song and dance. So that show that he was in on Broadway, that he was nominated for a Tony for that, I think. Right. Right. Um, we danced together in that. So we grew up, obviously, siblings, but very close because we both mm-hmm. wanted to be in the arts. And he, you know, we understood each other. So we danced a lot together. And so all he knew, my dad, was that we were performing. He didn't know what we were doing. Wow. So he mm. choreographed. My brother choreographed it. Wow. And okay. All it's, if, if you see it and if you know my dad um, in, and you know his ballets, because Balanchine choreographed many ballets for him, Apollo and all of it, there's all odd pieces from his choreography so famous signature moves of balanchines of like apollo and throughout the piece so wow. only dad would recognize or anybody from new york city ballet so we choreographed it very specifically for him so it was just a one-shot deal wow. and um i think i was doing company uh, on broadway at the time and so you know we had to go there one day to film it and then go back again and do it live yeah i mean i've done the kennedy honors I, three times. At wow. That point, I, um, I had already done it once before. Um, and it's, it is the most, most nerve wracking thing ever, ever. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Live. And you're, you're, you're backstage with like, you know, Steve Martin and the, <laughs> you know, you know, Billy Joel and, <laughs> you know, and, and you're, they're all so nervous. They're saying, <laughs> Like shaking with nerves, all these icon, you know, actresses, and there are Meryl Streep is going to go speak, and you're sitting there going, "Oh my God, they're so nervous!" And I, it, it is—it's it's the most nerve-wracking thing ever. 
Because everybody's yeah. in that audience. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Politicians. And plus, you already, the whole weekend, you've gone to state dinners, you've gone to this, you've gone to that. You've, you're, you're all, it, it's a wild experience and nerve wracking because it's live. Yeah. So, um, and when I did Peter Pan, I remember I got all caught up. I did it for Mary Martin. I did, uh, I'm flying, and I remember the live performance. I got all caught up in the wires. I mean, oh, I my that. gosh. They ended up doing a tape version and cut that out. Oh, but okay, okay. They edited it out somehow. But anyway, it's anyway, it's incredible mm-hmm. experience, the Kennedy Honors. Anybody who's ever done it will know. It is just nothing like it. Nothing. Oh, I bet. My dad? Yeah. Uh, and that was just was so beautiful to watch that he's just smiling and he leans over to like the president and his wife and just says something and they're, he's just there in his glory. I mean, oh, it was, it was just amazing. Night. It really was. I mean, it, for all of us. Amazing. All yeah, of us. I bet. I bet. Richie yeah. just recently showed me that performance for the first time. And I was like, wow, this is like everything was so perfect in yeah i don't i don't know if it was like you might know more than we do but for us watching it every just everything looks so effortless and perfect and your dad is so happy and it's just like you have this big smile watching the performance that you're just like wow and you would never know anyone's nervous i always say to richie all the time i'm like everyone's just as nervous as you with anything that you're doing so just have fun (laughs) that's what you guys made it look like it was just fun yeah Yeah. it helps when you can for me being physical when I'm nervous because I can mm-hmm. put energy out that way. When I just have to stand there and talk or whatever, it's much harder for me because I can't, like at least with dancing, I can just kind of focus and breathe and right. put it out, right. you know, put it out. Speaking of where you're, you have to stand and talk during some things, let's talk about Roxy and Chicago. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about your history with this current revival of Chicago and how long have you been in the company playing Roxy? I, I did the first national company that went out of Chicago, which was a year after it opened or about nine months after eight months after it opened on Broadway. So I've been involved like 20, I mean, I'm like 25 years mm-hmm. involved wow. with Roxy. And when I went out on that first national company, it was really kind of scary because it was, they, it was the first time they used young people mm. for Roxy and Belmont. And it was always cast with older people in mind. And, you know, he, uh, Bob Fosse did originally for Gwen, who was in her 50s or close to her 50s, um, for an older, you know, person. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of um, always thought out to be that way. And Annie was, Anne Rankin, who originated it here on this second time around, was older too. So it was like, will it work with young younger people at that time? You know, will it? And I, I was 30 at the time, but I looked like 25, you know? So, and Jasmine Guy did it with me. So it was kind of like, is this going to work or not? And it was a very nerve wracking thing. And it did work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a big lesson on their part, knowing that this role can be cast in such a range of ages. And then, and then I did it, and I did. Then I came to Broadway, did it there, and then I left and did other shows. And then they would always call me back, come back for another. You know, you're free for six months. Come play Roxy, and, and then it just become this thing. This, I mean, I, 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 I can't even believe. I think to myself, what the hell would I have done without Chicago? I mean, it has employed me. Mm-hmm. for 25 years when I'm out of work. Right. So we'd right. be like, I'm out of work. Okay, come out and come and do it. And I was able to do it that this long because of the short-term stuff I come in for. I come in for four months at the mm-hmm. most. And, and not even as long at this point. But 
you know, it, it keeps it alive. <laughs> I, it's funny because when we just saw it, it was my fourth time seeing it. And I think every time over the last, oh my gosh, I think the first time I saw it was like 15 years ago. So maybe in the last 15 years, I think I may have seen you every time if you've been in and out that much, I and think. I you very differently every time. I was very different. I mean, it is. I was, at the very beginning, I was so physical when I first started. I was doing fat fall, you know, it came down in the physical part. And, the, you know, it just, it, it, it goes with your life, you know, and what you're able or capable of or whatever. Anyway, yes, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, uh, prior, to, prior to you going on the first tour, um, how did performers like Gwen and Anne Ranking, who played the role before, kind of help you shape your Roxy? And also, how did you make it your own? Well, I've, I've, I've done a lot of replacing in my mm-hmm. career in lead roles with iconic people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always been very much about finding your own thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I've, I've, what I always do is I figure out how I would play the role and then I would go look at them do the role and then I would steal everything that they did that was great <laughs> and then whatever I had come up with to yeah. it how I would do it because shit, you know, I mean, you, they're there for a reason and like, you know, take, but you want to make it your own and you want to make it. And that's what makes it interesting. And that's what makes me interesting. It, it, it It's the only, I don't want to do a carbon copy. I can't do a carbon. People that copy performances completely, you know, you, you're not bringing anything to it yet. You know, I want to bring something to it. That's me. So I, I really always had an affinity for Roxy. Anne Ranking put me in the show. The first time, Walter Bobby and Annie put me in the show. So Annie hired me with Walter Bobby. And she influenced me completely. I mean, absolutely. I stole all the best stuff she did. Tried. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you can't be Anne Ranking. I was young. I couldn't walk on. Anne Ranking Mm -hmm. had such a confidence in that monologue. I'll never forget it the way she would walk across that stage. Like I, I was like, Oh my God, she's this powerful woman. That's like an animal. That's so in her body and so sexually in charge of who she was. I didn't, I was 30. I didn't have that. I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. have that. At, mm-hmm. at, 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 uh, you know, when you're young yet, you're not there. Mm-hmm. And if you right. do putting it on, so right. I had to find my own way in. Mm-hmm. And he allowed me to do that. She saw that. She yeah. saw that. I, I, I remember that line, I'm older than I ever intended to be. I could never say it. Oh, could never yeah. say it. And then finally, Annie literally did it for me, stood up, made me do it really big, mm-hmm. really broad, just make a big choice with it. Yeah. And it worked. But I was copying her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, was, mm-hmm. I never could, because I it, the line was not true. And, and then, you know, it became true now this is my favorite line in the show and i i am ann ranking doing it you know oh, i love that i love but that it's, it's you know annie was so special because mm-hmm. she and walter bobby both of them they really um they trusted me yeah, yeah. and because mm-hmm. of that um i was able to flourish and grow and learn and make mistakes and then keep growing and and they allowed me to do all that they allowed me mm-hmm. to make stupid mistakes they allowed they trusted me yeah, mm. they, were great. they were great. Amazing. They were great. And that line, now that you say it, like that line actually does stand out for me when you said it recently, because you, yeah. you kind of gave it that life 
at the same yeah. time where you're just like listening and you're like, oh, and I took that out of the theater with me. So like yeah. hearing that and hearing you say this and like listening yeah. about how Anne is such an inspiration in that way is so great, which kind of talks about Chicago as a whole. It's become such a staple in American musical theater, but when it originally was on Broadway, it wasn't as successful as what this revival has done and what the movie has done. Why do you think it wasn't as successful when it first was on Broadway? Um, because uh, many reasons, but the main reason why was one, it came out the same year A Chorus Line came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, also, America was not ready for cynicism. Mm. Right? They weren't. They didn't know how corrupt the government was. They didn't know. They, you know, the OJ OJ Simpson's trials that were aired hadn't happened. Right. Mm-hmm. They, it wasn't televised how corrupt our world was. People yep. believed that we were a great country, and who mm-hmm. would not? They didn't have Bob Fosse's cynicism. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. The the regular public. And right. Also, Bob Fosse went full on with it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this, this. Our version is actually, I mean, it's full on and in your face, but it's it's less dingy. It's actually less dirty mm-hmm. than Fosse really went there. Mm-hmm. The way ahead of his time. Oh, and yeah. he went there in, in a real darker way. So that's number one. And number two, it was also the book. They, they trimmed down the book a lot. Oh, third out of the book. A third. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Walter Bobby and them, they cut a third out of it, about a third. And so it's very, now it's streamlined to just have enough of each character. You just get enough of Amos to care. You just mm-hmm. get enough of Billy Flynn to know who he is. Mm-hmm. You just get enough. You don't have any fat on it. Right, yeah. and right. They, they were able to do that. And I think that helped. Um, too and so I, for all those reasons and yet that original production which i didn't see god i wish i had mm-hmm. um, was just ahead of its time mm. and you had gwen and you had cheetah and liza at one point i mean these mm-hmm. names and this were and insane at the time performances were absolutely insane i mean yeah. Insane, yeah. beyond brilliant right yeah, yeah. um and i'm and i'm sure the show was beyond it, it is you know uh, you know it's great because when you see the movie all that jazz oh right i don't know if you've seen that yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. but haven't read um listeners you must see it oh yeah and it's all that jazz and and, and it is about the making of chicago mm-hmm. really interesting because you know F- bob fossey just hate he thought it was it's the biggest like i'm doing the biggest piece of shit show mm-hmm. I'm just, he was like this sucks Hmm. Like he, he was struggled with that show. And it's so interesting because I always think to myself, oh, you know, a lot of times when I'm in the middle of the show, I'll think Bob Bossy up there listening. Does he know what a hit his show? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How he literally the longest running show on Broadway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, he would be. I, 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 he oh, I know. Thought. He never would have thought. Anyway, sad he wasn't. And, and speaking of the legacy of the show, can we, I just want to hear, like, where do you think, I, I don't know what you're allowed to say, or you're, I don't know if you know things, that we're not, but what what do we think the future is of this? What is your future in the show? Do you do you like coming in and out of it? Do you think this show is going to run another 25? Like, where are you thinking of the future of this? Well, it's so interesting because it's, it, it is timeless, the show, mm-hmm. it, because um, our government is corrupt, mm-hmm. and it's Showing its faces more and more and more and more and more and more. <laughs> yep. So open 25 years ago. I mean, when we I did it, 
I remember I would be like, we'd name specific things. Now it's just like, what, you know, this country. So that sense is timeless. And the music is timeless. It really is. It's, it's sort of you know, that jazz music of, of Kander and Ebb is never yeah. going to style. So because of that, and because there is no scenery, because it's, it's flat with black, it sort of never goes out of style. Mm-hmm. Right. It goes out of style. And I mean, it's, so I think it's going to last a long time. It, the upkeep of it's not very expensive compared to most shows. Yeah. Right. And I, it, it is, it's a great show. Yeah. So, so all of those reasons, I think it is going to last, I don't know about another 25 years, but I <laughs> think it'll last um, a, a bit longer. As far as my part in it, um, I, I love coming back for short stints. And I think they'll, they'll send, you know, as long as I can do it, I'll probably come back for a little short stints here. Love and that. Yeah. Love that. Um, That's amazing. I, I hope to do it forever as long as I yeah. can. Of course. Is I can do it well. Yeah. Um, that, that's definitely a fun part of this show because people can come in and do short stints. Because we had recently just gone back to see it when Jinx was in it as Mama Martin. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was like such a major thing, especially oh, wow. for like the drag so queen great. community that want to see more drag queens yeah. on Broadway. Like I was like, oh, are we going to see more of that in Chicago too? Yeah. Because there's plenty of them out there that are talented and can do that role. Oh, a, uh, uh, for Velma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dying. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There was, we, we had somebody, but, um, but, but I'm not in it. So I did want to steer away from Chicago for a little bit, uh, cause I would love to know a bit more about your time in a chorus line. I did get to see you in the revival production, which was phenomenal. Uh, and we wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, every little step as well. Um, cause that was such an inspiration to so many young performers. What mm-hmm. was it like working on that production of a chorus line and getting that phone call? Yeah, that phone call was amazing. Yeah, that was, it was, a, it was a hard ride. I mean, that, that documentary is very accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did that exactly what happened. The only thing is, is that there was actually another girl, Nancy Lemeninger, who, uh, was up for the part of, there were three of us that were mm-hmm. really in the final end. But she didn't. She chose not to be in the film. Okay. I, and I'm really sad she wasn't because she. I felt she was really my competition, actually. In mm. in, um, and and I was sad she wasn't in it because she she such a talent, such a talented lady. Um, so that that part of it they had to had to cut her out. Okay. Um, her whole audition, which um she was very much part of to the very end, um. So, uh, but the, 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 it's very accurate and very on. So if you haven't seen it, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's really true to life. Um, and that phone call was fantastic. I mean, you know, dream come true. I always wanted to play Cassie when I was young in New York and course line was going on and I was doing cats and the course line was kind of dying out. And I remember Tom Reed who kind of did both. Anyway, he was like the dance captain for both Michael Bennett and then also for cats. And he, he, I remember him always saying, I would love to see you do Cassie. I'd love to see you do Cassie. But I was like, you know, 19 at the time. You know what I mean? 20. Mm, mm, yeah. So it was always in my mind. 
So I was, it was great um, and exciting in that set, in that, yeah, to be part of that. Yeah. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. What an iconic role and an iconic show. And that's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I, I also want to let some of our audience know a little bit also that Charlotte is married to Broadway actor Terrence Mann. And together they run a musical theater intensive for teens interested in pursuing a career in the arts at triplearts.com. Can you let our listeners know a little bit about that program, how that got started and how that's going? I, I love that you're, you, thank you for plugging it. Of course, <laughs> of course. It's important. I've done it in the last few years. So. I feel bad you plugged it, but oh, I saw it in your bio and I was like, Oh, this is great. I want to talk about this. We did it for 13, 14 years. Wow. And then we stopped because COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Post, you know, yeah, we're all set up and then COVID happened. And then we never kind of got it back together because we both um, missed two years. And then we, we both started, we had jobs during the summers, you know, and we just kind of never pulled it back together again, but we will pull it back together again. It, it, it's very much something we've done for years and it's um, a program, um, a very intense musical theater program. A lot of these programs are, you know, lovely camp experiences that are this and that. This is not, this is mm. like people that really want to pursue careers and we put them through boot camp in the sense mm. of what it would be like to be in a broad, to be in rehearsals and putting a show together. Mm. So it's amazing. It's, it's, it starts at nine in the morning and you work till 10 at night and wow. it's stop. And you, I think you have one day off. We give them one day off and you do that <laughs> rehearsals. Um, so it's really a, and we put on a huge show and they, we have mics and we have this and we, it's, it's um, because to me, when I was a kid, I didn't, have, that's what I wanted. As I said before me, you learn so much. You could be in class forever, but when you got to get on a stage and perform, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is notched up that much more. And, and when you know, it, it, it just, you, by the end of the three weeks, you, you've learned so much. You have to be in that position of putting yourself on the line. Of course. And, mm-hmm. uh, as in a chorus line, in, up in front in dance and, 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 you know, having to excel to a certain level, not just in a class. So that's how that's how we did we do it there and um and i love it and i and i you know we've had amazing students that have yeah. come through there that i'm so proud of and i and i nurtured over the years and it's something that we will get back to so yeah plugging of, it um, of course yeah i think that's important summer will be um we'll be back at it yeah that's wonderful yeah. it's so important for well, sure it's it's like an amazing thing to talk about because we actually had started a program too where we were teaching kids how to audition and we've noticed the same thing like with COVID it kind of threw a wrench into the mix and then also like young teens we're starting to see like how are we going to get them back involved in theater so when we saw that you do this I was like oh I hope that they're going back and they're doing these programs but it's just so hard to find them right now because I think COVID just scared everyone around the arts for a little bit. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It scared everyone. And it's, um, you know, I think also people, you know, financially people were struggling, Sure, and, yeah. you know, and, and their parents are going now, don't go into the arts. Right. Like, well, you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, it's, 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 it, it's a commitment. At least our program is a commitment. It's a yeah. three, it's a three oh. week used to be two weeks, but I felt I, and you know, we could make more money. We could do this. We could do that. I just felt like I didn't, I, for us, 
I really think I have to really feel like I'm doing something. I can't mm-hmm. feel like I'm bullshitting or that we're taking people's money. I have yeah, to no. feel like they're walking out of there, a change person. And so I felt we needed the three weeks. So yep. Yep. it's an intense program. For know? sure. Yeah. Well, we, we, we are almost out of time, but we do have one final question for you. We ask this to all our guests. What is a oh, fun yeah, the story, Wait, the story behind the scenes moment or memory or story or journey with Chicago or any show you've done that's like something fun behind the scenes that you could share with our audience? Well, first of all, there is nonstop fun <laughs> backstage. I mean, there's a lot of fooling around going on in, in a, you know, in a way that with the, with the cast um, the whole time. You know? Um. I mean, literally last night, I did the show two nights ago. I This just, just happened. I always take my jacket off for Roxy, so I'm in this sexy dress. I have a mm-hmm. jacket on for Gun, where I do. And, you know, I, I'm supposed to take my jacket off and have the sexy dress. I totally forgot to take it off. I've done <laughs> 25 years I've done this show. <laughs> I do the whole, and it's so funny because all the, every, all the boys are watching me, and they see I have the jacket on, cause, and I literally... <laughs> forgot and did the whole monologue did the whole started the song half you know before the boys come on not realizing i had the jacket on and then suddenly and when i started to move i was like oh my god i have a jacket on (laughs) and and of course as soon as my face triggers you know everyone i can hear laughter because it's like they've been waiting they just all sitting there waiting for when is she going to notice when is she going to (laughs) notice that she has the jacket on you know and then and then they see that recognition and then they i just hear laughter and then <laughs> and then it's like you know i'm not going to take this jacket off easily i'm going to make a thing out of it the whole, you know what i mean and anyway and we took it off and then and they all and then of course we could barely get through the rest of the number but there's so many <laughs> stories backstage and so many stuff because i interact with the audience and right. there's Many, many hilarious stories that goes with the audience. Actually, there's one moment when you were doing your monologue when we saw you back in Jinx, for, uh, back in January or February, and you there was maybe a young child in the front, and I think you had said, you are too young to be here or something like <laughs> right, that. Right, right. I thought it was well, so funny. I've done that line where I said, you're too young to be here. How old are you? And they go, 27. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So much. He's on the face, baby. Right, right. The face. You, you're so adorable. How old are you? Are you listening to this? 27. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> anyway. This is just, I, I can't believe we're out of time. I could do this for all day long. This is just yeah, so yeah, wonderful talking to you. Yeah. And we, we thank you so, 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 so much for being here and listening. And thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Half Hour. We really appreciate having Charlotte here today. It's been yes. a wonderful day. Yes, we hope you enjoyed our conversation with Charlotte. Charlotte, where can our listeners find you if they want to learn more about your work or connect with you? On Instagram. Instagram. Um, I'm always on Instagram. That's the only one I really do. So um, so it's Char's Web NYC. Cool. um, Is my Char's Web. 
cool. Instagram. And <laughs> I, and, you, know, you can message me there and all that stuff. Instagram is the place. All right. It's great. Okay. Yay. And to all our listeners, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. And you can also connect with us on Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast. Also, if you'd like to check out our full review and thoughts on Chicago, you can go back and listen to our past podcast episode on that, which is linked in the description of this podcast episode. Can yes. I just say one more thing? Yeah. 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 I say Shars Web NYC, or did I say Shars Web? <laughs> It's Shars Web NYC. Love it. Great. That's good. I'm glad you clarified it. That's great. I, I'm going to link. I'll, I'll link it right. in the description for everyone too, so yeah. they can go and easily yeah. follow. So it's super easy. Cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us thank today, Charlotte. So we can't wait to see what's also in store for you next. But um, I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie um, saying ta-ta for now. And thank okay. you, Charlotte. <laughs> Bye. Ta-ta. Right. Uh, ta-ta. <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.